What's up, JFW family? Welcome back to the Channel 23 podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to reach out and touch the fleet, to engage and inform everyone of all things JFW. Welcome back to episode 57, guys. Morning, everybody. Good to be back. Morning, JFW family. You guys feel like saying the pledge this morning? Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's do it. I pledge Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right. Booyah. Was that in like sync or what? We're on it this morning. I'm telling you. Getting some practicing. There's some connection here in the room. We need to get Dennis Lopez up here to... Mix it up. Right. <laughs> As a reminder, anything you hear on today's podcast is not the opinion of JFW. It's just Jim and Dave and Super Dave's in my opinion. Our opinions matter. Yeah, you don't, I don't know, thinking about the other podcasts and stuff, you don't have to agree. You know, have, have your own opinion. Just, yeah. It's, you know. We're in a real, real weird world where if you disagree, it means you can't. Can't, can't can't like friends, somebody. Can't. Yeah, we can't be friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why? Yeah. What? Why is that? You know, disagree with me. Teach me something. I mean, me and my wife disagree all the time, and we're married. So <laughs> you could have different opinions, and and still, and have still a, sleep together. And still have <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say, Dave. Like, I still sleep with Holly. So <laughs> you're right, Jan. We disagree all the time. She's still calling. She's she's still saying one and ass when you walk by. <laughs> right, right. Nothing's changed. Uh, episode fifty six had two hundred fifty one downloads, a little bit lower than the average, I would say. But we're at twenty thousand five hundred four total downloads, and we picked up some followers, and we're at one hundred and forty eight followers. So nice, awesome, yeah. awesome. I know for uh, next week we're trying to get haven't confirmed it because he was looking at the dates he was working but a retired broomfield officer for next week in two weeks oh two Two weeks weeks. the 14th okay two weeks 14th okay are you are you off that week or are you here no i'm here okay perfect gotcha well guys it's time for the dad joke challenge who's feeling feisty this morning well i brought a couple jam oh it's it's gunfight i'm bringing more than one gun we got all day Okay, all right. So, uh, what do you call Batman that skips church? Oh. Batman. <laughs> Christian Bale? <laughs> Damn. Uh, that's, that's a good one. You should just end on that one. That was a good one, Jim. Okay, so can, can I give... I, it's more of a riddle. Thanks for joining us this week, everybody. We'll see you next week. <laughs> 12 minutes and we're out. <laughs> I thought this was a good one, too. So... What is a three-letter word that starts with gas? <laughs> gas. How about a car? Uh, <laughs> pretty good. I liked your first one. Those are actually both pretty good. Good job, Jim. <laughs> Thanks. Take Thanks. you all week to find those. <laughs> <laughs> we had four days off. I searched the whole the whole weekend for uh, oh, on funny. Thanksgiving. That's funny. Well. I, I'll follow along just since he had a riddle because mine's more or less a riddle. But uh, see if you guys can think of this. Why did the toilet paper roll down the hill? Hmm. To see the crap at the hmm. bottom? I, I don't know. You're pretty close because he needed to get to the bottom. 
got it. Dope. <laughs> that's, that's a lot like the ones I've got here. <laughs> what do you call it when you feed a stick of dynamite to a steer? <laughs> a stick of dynamite. Oh, dang. Is this the one that somebody told, uh, Andy told us a great joke for the podcast. Both of us, he shared it before we went. Yeah, this isn't for bad. Thanksgiving. I know yeah. because it was too. Yeah, ah, yeah. Man. Explosive cow, Dave. It's it's really good. Uh, a bomb in a bowl. A bomb in a bowl. Abominable. Oh, got it. That's funny. Well, what kind of gun has never killed anything? A pop gun. That's a good one, Dave. I like that one. Pop gun. Cap gun. Yeah, cap gun. How about a vegan? (laughs) (laughs) Vegan. We all have some little riddles today. That is good. Uh, Good stuff. No doing employees this week, so let's move on to celebrations. Anniversaries. We got Tracy Holloway hit his one-year anniversary yesterday. And then Mike Bortz. Is hitting seven years on the first. Wow! Congratulations, everybody. Yeah, yeah. congratulations, yeah, Tracy and Mike. Sure, sure doesn't go. seem like seven years, Mike. Thanks nope. for the good job you do. Yeah, all the training and all the help. Yeah, ev- st- everyone has nothing but praise for him that he's trained. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And it's nice to have Tracy fill in. We count a lot on him on the weekends yeah. and stuff. Yeah. yeah, Tracy's a good guy. Yep. yep. Birthdays: G. Hernandez. He celebrated celebrated a birthday on the twenty eighth. Ron Bugler and Tyler, they share a birthday on December 2nd. Mm-hmm. And Edward Cabral, he has a birthday coming up on December 3rd. Well, happy birthday, you guys. Yeah. yeah. It's so crazy to even see these December dates on here. It's, <laughs> the year has just flown. It's by. crazy, isn't it? 2023, yeah. less than, well, virtually 30 days away, right? More yeah. or less. Yeah. A little more. Tomorrow's the first, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Family birthday celebration, uh, Dustin Romero's daughter Isabella turns 13 or turned 13 on the 27th. Then we have Melissa England and Tabitha Romero. They share a birthday on December 2nd. And then JR's son Isaiah turns nine on the 3rd. So happy birthday to our family members. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah happy cool. birthday, you guys. Absolutely. JR's son's name was Chris. He's got two sons. Oh, he does? Yeah. Gosh, his, darn. His, his nine-year-old son is named Isaiah. I didn't know that. <laughs> Never met him. Uh, shout-outs. I wanted to give a couple shout-outs to a couple drivers who left us some Google reviews. Must be in response to us talking about the bad reviews we've seen for <laughs> our political affiliations. But anyway, Ray Davis jumped on. Google wrote, JFW is a great family-owned business that not only cares for their customers but also cares for their employees. And yes, I am an employee and I've been here for three years and love not only working here, but take pride in all things JFW. So thank you, Ray. Very cool, Ray. And then Fred Powell, we haven't heard anything from Fred for a while, but he left a Google review, said JFW is an amazing place to work. Hands down the best company I've ever worked for. Great pay, great people, and great equipment. So what's pretty cool about that is we disagree when I say we, I say some of the men in this room will disagree with Fred politically, but yet he still loves working here. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's he, he hasn't, uh, probably sounds rude, but he's given us feedback, but he hasn't quit. 
right. you know, or gotten upset. We right. just disagree and, yep. and talk about it and move on. He you know? may have fast-forwarded some of the podcast content. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny, though, because you, you mentioned our political views, Jam. And I guess for me personally, and, you know, when we talked to that uh, – the Uber driver, when we went and picked up those pickups that we mentioned in, in uh, Connecticut. Connecticut, you know, he just was after voting for the best person, mm-hmm. you know. And, and again, I want to mention that, that, you know, we, we just read an article, Dave might bring it up here later in the podcast, about what's going on in, in Colorado and in Denver about different stuff. It's not, it's to me, it's just not so political, except that that's who the people uh, the, the Democrats that are in there, that's what they're, they're making these changes. But if I would get a really good person that I believed with wholeheartedly on the changes they're going to make and what they're, they're going to do, I'm going to vote for the best person. I would like to make a change and have good people that think of everyone. Absolutely. Not just themselves. Yep. You know, I'm so, I'm so after that. We need a stud or a stud at. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. Just come through and just. I'm here for the people. Turn the politics upside down. Yep. I agree. Yeah. Make it about the people, not yeah. the politics, yeah. Jim. Right. That's the problem. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I think a big issue nowadays is really motivated, intelligent people are not going into public service. They're they're steering away from that like career. God, why would you want to be in you it? Know? Yeah, it's, it's dirty, messy. Yeah. It's not classy. You filthy dig up. lies. Yeah, terrible. Yeah. And the media, to me, just plays such a large. You want to, you want to brag on something? How about the media? Yeah, right. you know, because it's looks like evil. Yeah, it's just never the whole truth. Yep. I just watched uh, episode four of Yellowstone last night, and uh, you know Don't they got say their, anything. I I won't catch yeah, up. Yeah, I'm not. Saturday. I'm not there yet either, Jim. Of the new season, they're on episode four already. Oh yeah. Wow. Yep, I've been yep. watching it for a week. M- must must have been some stuff about media. Is that where you're... Politics. Politics? Oh, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, because gotcha. you know Dutton's uh, governor. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, I, I'm that far, yeah. yeah and, so yeah. He, he walks in, I mean, he's he's a working man, been his whole <laughs> life, and the whole political like responsibilities is just like, this is bullshit. Right? <laughs> he, he, he threw those out the door. Yeah. 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 I think his, his statement was he was going to do... What's best for Montana? For the ranch. And his ranch. Ran- and yeah. his ranch, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I have to uh, give a public apology out to Tanny. Tanny won 100 bucks last week, and I stated, I don't think Tanny listens. <laughs> yeah. So I got a nice text from Tanny, and all it said is, I listen to every podcast. <laughs> Good for you, Tanny. Yeah, yeah. way yeah. to go, Tanny. Good job, yeah. Tanny. Tanny's come a long way. Tanny, uh, yeah, Tanny, Tanny's been, Tanny's becoming recognized for doing the right things. Yes, yeah. that's so that's fantastic. We appreciate that. Tanny. You know, and there, there's, uh, hey, we were proved wrong. How refreshing is that? Yeah, right. We yeah. got somebody that listens that we didn't think listens. I just thought he was too cool for us, but <laughs> apparently he's just on our level of coolness. So, good so we got, Tanny. so he got us because he was one of the last ones that got the hundred bucks, yeah. right? That's the reason yep. he listened. Yep. And we think we missed somebody from last week, right? Or they didn't. As didn't far as we know, it. they didn't. Yeah. So we're either going to make up for it today or give out an extra hundred bucks. One or the other, right? <laughs> <laughs> What's it going to be? Yep. I want to give a shout out to Jaron Scooby yesterday for uh, 
I don't think they got the whole fleet, but they did shovel out quite a bit of trailers. So great job, guys. That's that's above and beyond. Nobody yeah, absolutely. And it was cold. They were outside. Yeah, I thought for you jumped hours. in there for some too, didn't you, Dave? I was doing an interview. Oh, gotcha. So I was watching from the glass windows. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Last week too, what was, whatever day it was before Thanksgiving, there they went out and they didn't have to shovel them all, but they raised quite a few trailers and did that stuff. Very, very yeah. involved. So yeah, definitely a shout out to those guys. Yep. But I know Pat and and Kendrick. You know, last week was on the stuff too. So gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, must be nice. We actually had a guy come in early today uh, to spend off for a few days, and he wanted to come in, get his truck ready, and get a jump on jump on things, and sweep his trailer out, and then it was already swept. Yeah, he was like, "Well, that's oh, cool. that's yeah, <laughs> nothing like that to get in your trailer and find out it's already clean, huh? Yeah. Sure what do you do for good? the ne- What do you do for the next hour, though? I don't know. <laughs> so stay where it's warm. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, tomorrow, you mentioned is the first, Jim. Tomorrow we got a big day here at JFW and Insurance. We got open enrollment tomorrow morning here at the main yard at 5 a.m. And then at 5 p.m. tomorrow at yard 23. So you got to be there. You got to participate in that. You know, if you don't want insurance, you got to elect that you don't want anything. And it's a big deal. It is a big deal. So, I, you know, just to repeat it again, and we'll we'll send out an announcement today again on it and stuff. But... Definitely here, um, you know, the main yard here, 5 a.m., just like you said, Jam. It's open enrollment. We'll have a representative from Kaiser. We'll have, I believe, Steve will be here, the gentleman that's our agent, and maybe a couple other people. But they'll just review the stuff. You know, they'll talk about the stuff that Kaiser's offering. They'll talk about the dental, um, the vision. Um, You know, we're offering several different programs this year. Uh, you can upgrade on your own. You know, JFW is still paying uh, for the base program, so you know insurance is free except for your your uh, two dollars a day. You know that's that's still part of the the participation. And then uh, we have uh, an upgrade from the Kaiser uh, program, which is still with Kaiser, but an upgrade. There's an upgrade in the dental um, vision is about the same, but we just try to give everybody choices and and let everybody make up their their minds on what they thought was the best for them and their families but the thing is is if you're not there tomorrow you're going to miss a lot of it so Mm -hmm. like you said 5 a.m main yard for the main yard drivers uh this yard here and then 5 p.m tomorrow also at yard 23 just just repeating it for everybody and how long is it supposed to take jim is it an hour deal or probably 30 minutes to an hour yeah Yeah, and with the cold weather, it, it just probably works out. You know, we'll do a 5 a.m. meeting here, 6 o'clock start. Right. I'm sure there'll be some stragglers that have, you know, some questions. Sure. You know, um, but should be basically, you know, same as last year, I'm going to say. So sign up for the new insurance, but there's some, some twists that'll help, you know. One of them is the HSA and the FSA that we're offering, and, and people can learn about that or ask questions about that. Um, I know I had it in front of me last week, was but the HA, uh, HSA is a health savings program, and the FSA is, you guys remember flex, what? Flex, flex spending account. Yep, flex yeah, spending. Yeah. You, you basically put money into your FSA, and then you could buy, you know, Band-Aids or I think you could use it for some dental supplements maybe, but... I think feminine products might be on there. There's like certain things you could go to Walmart and stock up on, you know, and that's pre-tax money that you're spending. 
You know, and, I know Sing, so. A- absolutely. And the only thing I know is that has to be spent in the year, though, yep. the FSA. So lose it or lose, yeah. use it or lose it. And don't quote me on a dental. Um, yeah, yeah, I was going to yeah. say, that's why we're having the professionals come tomorrow right, to explain right. it all, right? Yeah. I am not a professional. <laughs> I just play one on this podcast. <laughs> so. But, yeah, it's it's just you could use it to supplement mm-hmm. your insurance expenses and stuff like that. But, yeah. Are we going to have all the night guys from this yard go to yard 23 for the afternoon meeting tomorrow? I don't know. That's a good question, how we're, how we're handling that. Maybe one more meeting. I don't know. We'll have to get that covered. We always seem to miss with the different shifts. There, there's a lot of groups to cover. Yeah. 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 Well, maybe they could do it. I mean, obviously, I have to talk to Steve, but maybe they could leave yard 23 and come over here to talk to the mechanics over here. Sure. No. Instead of coming back. But. Yeah, since there's 25 over there, maybe be a little quicker meeting and come back over here. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. <clears throat> Man, yesterday's storm. What do you think? Finally, I know it's not our first time of the year, but I feel like yesterday's storm affected work more than the previous one. Absolutely. You know, only thing that we were running yesterday was cores, so it definitely affected our workload, but... I just wanted to bring up if uh, you were a driver that didn't work yesterday and you got some PTO or sick time on the books that you can use, you could use it. You know, when I say you can use, there's, you know, for, and this gets a little complicated, but if you've worked here less than a year, but were hired, were hired before 919, <clears throat> when you look at your PTO, it's a little confusing of what's yours and what's actually not yours, but... Anyone who's been here over a year or after 919, what it says in Paycom is what you actually have in PTO and sick time. And you could use both of those for anything. You could use it if you're sick. You could use it on a snow day. You could use it for mental health day, whatever you want. So, yeah, Absolutely, Jim. I kind of wanted to, you know, when we re-interview or do the culture interview or um, with a lot of the new people, we try to explain you have to work here a year to get the full uh, know, experience of working here at JFW because we're we are a tad seasonal but you know like yesterday's storm and probably some other storms we'll face we're also doing it as a safety issue right because there, there's a lot of salt to haul today there's a lot of orders coming in we have all that to get done and something I would you know suggest or try to keep in mind is you know is being here on time grabbing that last load for the next couple of weeks, really being involved in, in the dispatch and getting your dispatch done, and that'll easily make up for the day today that we've missed because we, we have the work. We've just It's just unsafe or too cold or, or nobody's working. So, And again, like you said, Jan, to be able to take a day if you have it in there, yeah. do that. That's the reason we've created this program. Yep. No doubt. Uh, new procedure and this is for the cores drivers. If you are the 5 a.m. cores driver, please verify with myself or dispatch that there's a load in the cam before you go. <clears throat> we had a couple situations in the last, you know, 10 days or so where, you know, the 5 a.m. gets there and there's 12,000 or 13,000 or 20,000 pounds in the can. It's not enough for a load. But instead of having you go in and scale in and go to the can and find out there's not a load, we'd rather just have you go do something else. So give dispatch or myself a call. Don't call me at 3.30 for the 5 a.m. can reading. <laughs> it's not very effective. 
<laughs> that's what happened the first day <laughs> and uh yeah so just try to communicate with dispatch on that so a text probably works just fine text is good yeah <clears throat> so. you know it is back to that whole communication and, and being better at your job you know we we're just talking about this being december and in the 12th month here of, of this year or about to be but most of the coors guys they're the normal guys mm-hmm. you know and they, it's not that they know better, but communicate with us. Mm-hmm. You know, find out. It's it's 15 minutes at least to drive in there, right. 15 minutes headed up to Fry's. From from there, you're just about to Fry's. Mm-hmm. Grabbed a load and, and went on. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's about being better. You know, it really boils down to that. And efficiencies. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah it's a waste you, of fuel, too. Could you go sit and wait for a load? You could, but we could also go haul one instead. Yep, so. yep. yep. Another thing on my list, uh, this came from Joanne, if you can, or might have been Angie, actually. Yep. If you can annotate all your changes of duty status, especially breakdowns in Paycom, this will help with your payroll accuracy. So if you break down and you're sitting on the side of the road, you'd want to punch out of, you know, your short haul exception and then punch in under under breakdown. You know, this way they could pay you correctly. Otherwise, they're not going to know. Yeah, yeah point. Yeah, yeah. Back to being involved, Jim. Just yep. trying to, just trying to be better and, and grab the stuff that you have control of. You know, that's the reason. You know, part of the part of Paycom was that we give you the power to make the right decisions and put down the right stuff and and marking that you're either broke down or, you know, you've I don't know something changed, left early, whatever it might be. That's all right there in Paycom. Same thing with the insurance stuff. You know, that information is going to be there, and you can make your changes or whatever you need to in the future on that. Yep. Yeah, do you think driving is pretty simple? You just jump in your truck and go haul loads, but, you know, if you want to do it right, there's just a few more steps to it. So another note I have here is uh, from Mikey. Make sure you're setting your tailgates on your dogs. Don't use a hammer, your broom head, rocks, or anything else. The problem is, is, it used to be you'd have to set it on a hammer or something to keep it open because the dogs, they were automatic. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, you don't need to do that. But if you put your hammer in the back of your tailgate and a mechanic comes and grabs your truck to do some work on it, he probably didn't look back there. And if you lost your hammer, it's somewhere here in the yard. you know. Or you could forget yourself. You know? Yeah, so sure, sure. Put it on the dogs and you're good to go. We've yeah. been preaching that for years. Not we, to leave your hammer in the tank. We, we found him out on 53rd, you know, to fall out, hit a car. Not cool. It, yeah. It always kind of blows my mind when that happens, too, because there couldn't have been a walk around. Yeah. There just there couldn't have been a walk around where you looked at your tail lights and said, oh, all my lights are working. Because you'd have been like, hey, my tailgate's open. Hey, my hammer's in my tailgate. Hey. I need oh, my hammer I to bump. I left my hammer yeah, there. I need my hammer to bump my tires as I'm doing my walk around. You know, I mean, uh, those are like, uh, wow. I don't think you did anything. Would right? you look at that? There's a mud flap missing. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, why is there so much sand stuck to the back of the trailer and the mud flaps and everything? Uh, yeah, tough to stay on the high road it, when it, you <laughs> when you talk about these things. You know, like last week's. Uh, it, it's even easier now, Jim, because we have the tailgate switch. Right, you know, right. Before we would have to raise the trailer up a little bit, 
yeah. put our block in the, the tailgate, then go back to the cab and lower it down. Right. So it's even better now. So it's getting better and easier. You know, Jam tags this. Is, it's probably the only quote he has that I do remember and don't <laughs> screw up. Is it a skill problem or is it a will problem? Yeah. I forget where I heard that, but it's so true. It, it is. It I mean, it's, it is. it makes that black and white. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had a guy uh, came to our attention. He had put a curtain up in his back window, and we just uh, started watching some footage to make sure he's moving that curtain out of the way. Comes to find out he's not moving the curtain out of the way. <clears throat> Comes to find out he wasn't using his back window before he had the curtain up. Uh-oh. But when you talk to him about dumping procedure, he could tell you everything about the dumping procedure, what you're supposed to do, where you're supposed to look, how you're supposed to use your back window, Right. So he's got the skill problem. He's got the skill. Skill set. Yeah, it's yeah. not a skill problem. He knows exactly what to do, and he could probably do it really well. But he doesn't have the will to turn around in his seat and look out the back window. Yeah, and I just, I, you know, we talked about it yesterday, and I said, that's a guy that will tip over a trailer, though. Oh, Jim. hands down. I mean, it, it will because he thinks he knows better. Right. I, well, I'm making that part up. I don't know. It seems like when you when you can describe what needs to be done and not do what's done because you're just like a will problem, that's arrogance mm-hmm. and that's being conceited. That's not thinking of anybody else because that's just that's gonna you know hurt all of us because we've tipped a trailer over. You know, possibly hurt other people trying to haul into that plant. You know, all that stuff. It's it's the what if by that one simple thing of looking out the back window. Yeah, yes. I mean, I. I Anytime that happens, I ask everyone, have you ever seen a trailer go over due to mechanical failure? No. Always human error. Yeah, always. Every single time, it has been human error. Yeah. Yeah. The material didn't jump. The material didn't move. Nothing happened to it. It was human error. Yep. So. Yeah, and that, you know, I don't know. Especially this time of year with frozen stuff and oh things. Oh my gosh! You know, you you put that trailer up in the air and you're not looking out that back window or you haven't checked anything out. You haven't checked, and you you pull forward and let that trailer rock over with something froze up in the nose. Yeah, you know any of that. I stuff. I mean, these are all things. You know, to, today is going to be the perfect day to send this podcast out because we've we've discussed it. We've talked about it on the radio. You know, we've asked to have the snow cleaned out, which is very very dangerous. You have to be very careful doing that. You know, we've asked to spray some release agent on there. We've asked to load from the landing legs back. We've asked not to run the trailer up super fast at a higher RPM because it's so cold out and it's hard on the oil. We've asked to load, did I say from the landing legs back? You did, yeah. Uh, not to run the heavy permits because how are we going to dump 32 tons? Yeah, because 32 tons ends up in the nose. Exactly. It's just too yeah, full. Exactly. Or you, or you can't get your tarp over it. Right. So if you ask for that, you ask for the weight, then we grind the material off with the tarp. Yeah. I mean, these are all things that we discuss, and those are the human errors. And those human errors happen when we're in a hurry. And we can't be in a hurry doing this job. This, this, this isn't a job you rush at, especially this time of year. You have to stop and think of everything you're doing. You know what I mean? And it's just that ultra-crucial step of, hey, did I close my tailgate? Did I check my lights? Did I bump my tires? You know, really hard to hear those super single tires when it's zero degrees out or five degrees out. I mean, they thud, but you have to truly be paying attention what that thud sounds like when you bump them. You know, I mean, there's there's a there's just 
so many elements of what we do that we have to create that caution. We have to talk about it. We have to preach about it. We have to have these discussions and, you know, remind people, hey, you're not too cool to look out the back window. Right. Right. You're not too cool when you're backing into a parking space to stop and get out and look. You know, is it better to get out and look or better to back into a truck you're parking next to? I'd rather get out and look. It's a heck of a lot cheaper. You know, Mike Bortz here, praise him for his seven years, and here's the saying we picked up from Mike. Pulling forward is free. Backing into something is expensive. Yeah. So. And you, how hard is it? Sorry, Jim. No. How hard is it to turn around and look out your back window? I mean, you mentioned it's because we're rushing. You know, it doesn't take you any more time to look out that back window. It takes a little bit more effort. I mean, a it's little bit. Yeah. Like, yeah. Are you just so drained you can't turn sideways in your seat? Or what's that's, what's the problem? That's the will problem. Right. Yeah. Right. You don't have yeah. the will to do it it's right. About putting in the effort. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I was I was thinking about that, you guys. Is that's the same thing for the, you know, how long does it take or how much skill does it take to pull the button on the side of the trailer and reopen the dogs right? and let your tailgate close? And, and especially, like you said, Dave, if you touched upon it, if your hammer's there, you need the hammer to bump your tires. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, it just, yeah. you know, and, and as I was also thinking about different listeners and, and hopefully, you know, we have different people listening of, of driving different trucks, but it's the same no matter what truck you drive, yeah. it just might be, oh, did I did I ratchet that down tight enough? Did I tie that chain tight enough? Did I, you know, have I checked my, I don't know, reefer and the fuel and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Are There's, my van trailer doors closed and latched? Right? Am I, yeah. you know, do I have a flat tire back there? Yeah. Or all, all sorts of stuff. It doesn't, you it's know, the same across every industry and we our industry. You know, we've had a few, a handful of people that have left and their tailgate dogs are open when they're leaving the yard and... It's like, did you do your walk around? Oh, yeah, I did my walk around. Well, you may have walked around, but you didn't do a walk around. You didn't do a pre-trip. Right. You know what I mean? Otherwise, you would have seen your tailgate was open. You would have noticed you had that light out. You would have noticed, you know, these these multitude of things. And that's the, you know, is that a skill problem or a will problem? Well, I think we've, I think everyone has the skill. I don't necessarily want to sit here and like brag that hey we've taught you that right right you should have that you you earned that when you earned your license now you need to uphold that uh, i'm just yeah. giggling over here just because of when we talk about doing a walk around super dave and i were doing an interview one day and we had this guy out to do a pre-trip on the truck and super dave tells him okay do a quick walk around the truck and then we'll get going <laughs> And this kid did, literally just walked around. He did at a, at a, at a good pace. He walked around it quickly. A, a, quick, a quick walk around. And that was one of the funniest things too, because he he just looked at me and Jam, and, and then he literally just walked around the truck. <laughs> That's you guys require everybody to get their heart rate up, right? A little bit just before they. You oh. Know. oh, did we say forward? We meant backward. <laughs> you know, here's a thought too. How many times have you missed something? You know, you're looking through a list and you missed an item or, you know, you you were doing something and you missed something. So, you know what? Walk around the truck twice because maybe you missed something the first time. Right. You know? You know what I like to tell people is uh, we're all, I, I, I'll say this with like, kindness dave but we're all creatures of habit <laughs> yeah walk yes, around sir. it a different direction 
Almost everyone bails out and goes down that driver's side. Yep. Man, a whole different perspective is if, if you go around it clockwise instead of counterclockwise. Yeah. Man, it is just a different... It, you just see things differently. You do. Things so, will pop out. Yeah. It's kind of funny on that note. This is a little bit off subject, but Jackie and I like to walk around the lake near our house, right? Yeah. Monica Lake in Lafayette. Yeah. We've lived in this house for, you know, pushing 30 years. And uh, we walk around the same way every time. <laughs> every once in a blue moon, we'll go the opposite direction. And wow, it's like a whole, <laughs> a whole different lake. Wow, this place is beautiful. How yeah. come we've yeah, never been here before? <laughs> it's funny, Dave. I, I mean, I can't speak for you, but like we have the same thing. We walk around that lake in our neighborhood. And I don't like going the opposite direction. <laughs> it, like yeah. We get up there and Janet's like, do you want to go this way? No. <laughs> no, we we need to go this way. Yeah. Why? I don't know. I just like to go that direction. You know what I mean? It just it it it's, feels weird. Yeah, I tell you, I mean, creatures it's like, of habit. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. It is very yeah. crazy. We're human too. Sometimes we miss things. I like procedures. You know, if you develop a procedure to do something, you know, chances are if you do it the same way every time you get it. But man, if you fall off your procedure, like I've. Like something's happened where I'm out of procedure and then you miss something. It's mm-hmm. like if you don't do it right. the same exact way, then chances are you, you may miss something. So, yep. Anyway. So true. Next thing I got down here, and then I'll probably just hand this podcast over because <laughs> <laughs> we're flying through the outline here. Um, and this is a question for the three of you. If you're only allowed to pick two things, what would be your main focus going into the new year, into 2023? Work JFW related, I should add, add that. Yeah, I, I mean, my stuff's so intertwined with work and, and life, Jam. Right. I just feel, Great. and I'm sure everybody's that way. I shouldn't say it's mine, but yeah, the when we talk a lot about the the political stuff, let's let's call it that. But anything going on in the world. One of those, one of my things would be to become more knowledgeable, mm. and whether I can I can fight about that, fight it or not. I don't know if I can do anything about it, but at least I can understand it. But that kind of knowledge is going to help me here at JFW in the work. Sure. So that would be more knowledgeable about what's going on, more involved. But you know, for a, for a lot of years, and I have to think, you know, all the drivers, every, every person here. That you know, for a lot of years, we we had to do everything ourselves, or so much of the stuff ourselves that we couldn't concentrate on might what might be best for our business. We have such fantastic people right now. Just to brag on everybody, that I can stay take a step back and look at things going on that may benefit our business. So that would be that would be one thing. Um, and, and the other thing is is what well, I guess is rolled into that for myself is having that open door where you listen to people and you don't become unfriendly. You know what I mean? I had I had Chris Beam years ago. Um, we were talking about something, and he just asked me a question, and I got all fired up about it. He's like, you know, why are you why are you getting so upset? Basically, you know, and it, it's a it's a passion thing. And but you still you still read everything and and try to get tips on things, 
And you learn so much if you can just take your emotions out. And I mentioned it in, I think, last week's podcast. If you can just remove that motion, that emotion thing and listen, whether it's a, you know, it's a jealousy or an anger or love or anything. So, you know, it still would benefit myself here at, here at JFW. I love that. To your first point, you know, they talk about working in the business or on the business, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah, if you're working in the business, you can't work on the business. It's true. It's true. But I think, yeah, I mean, that true, too, you, you have to find a balance. But that's, that's like life. Sure. You know, it's, a, it's hard to find that spot. Nice. I like your, your, two, your two picks. <laughs> Mine is the same thing that we constantly talk about, and it's getting people to complete their mission, mm. to do their job to the best of their ability. Sure. You know, and those are the things I feel like we constantly harp on with the the post-trip inspections, the using your load gauges, doing doing your job and using all the tools you've been given. Mm-hmm. And I, it makes you great. It it makes you great at what you're doing. I mean, you've been given a light truck to haul more weight than than the average company, right? You've been given tools on that truck to make you better and make your job easier. And what I mean by that is your load gauges so you know exactly what you have on. You're loading yourself, you know, at, at fries, which I know is difficult because it's so fast, right? I mean, you have to load there a lot to have that dialed in. Uh, same with Coors, same with AI Morrison. Uh, you know, we've provided liners that go 18 inches up the sides of the trailer. We've eliminated the automatic dump valves because this time of year, especially, half the fleet didn't work. Oh, you would have yeah. to get out of the truck regardless, and you don't hear anybody calling about that anymore. No. Nope. I mean, we have eliminated those problems. May it suck to get out of the truck and walk back there? It does, but I take you, tell you what, no, it, makes you, it makes you look at the ground you're about to dump on. It makes you realize you're, well, if you're doing your job, mm. it makes you realize your airbag's just deflated on the trailer. It makes you know your tailgate opened. You know what I mean? Every every bit about that are all the tools you've been given, but you have to find out whether it's your skill problem, which those are the things we've taught, or a will problem. You know, it's looking out that back window when you dump. I, I, there's just, there's all these things that are intertwined in, in you know, an A student or a C minus student. Mm. You know, what type of student do you want to be? What type of grade do you want to have at the end of the week or the end of the month or the end of the year? Do you want to be an A student, a B student, a C student, a D? Do you want to fail? You know, I mean, that it all entails doing your job and being the best at it that you can be. So that's probably both of mine, Jim. Gotcha. Because if that were done, a hundred percent by everyone, which is impossible, right? I mean, I can't, I can't do my job and, and be perfect every day. It's impossible, right? We can strive for that. We can strive for excellence. We can shoot for excellence, right? But to be a hundred percent is, it's pretty tough. It's, I, I mean, I don't want to say it's impossible, but it feels really difficult, but I couldn't imagine going a year and never having an accident where, we didn't back into another truck. We didn't back into another trailer. We didn't back into a concrete bin. We didn't have an accident on the road. 
I mean, I couldn't imagine. That would be a dream absolutely come true. I mean, uh, it would be unbelievable to have that happen. And, and we are good at what we do. We are. I mean, for the, for the majority of it, I, I mean, I got to give the company as a whole, I would say we're definitely an A company. If sure. I were to give us a grade, you know, and a plus. May, maybe that's, you know, me being prejudiced on that side of it. But I mean, I feel in the years past, there were some years we weren't an A company. We, we had some problems, you know, so, but that just continues down that line of us talking about these things and preaching about these things and discussing them and having an open dialogue and, and, you know, taking that that learning moment, that teaching moment. You know, we discuss about cleaning out the trailers. We're hauling a lot of salt today. Oh my gosh, it scares Jim and I to death. We can't have salt in a load that goes back to a concrete plant. Right. Salt and concrete do not go well together. Mm -mm. It is not a good combination, and we have to be vigilant about that. And the other side of the coin, at least it, it, it's not as harmful to have rock or sand in salt but that customer didn't pay for rock or sand. Right. I mean, that's just that in a nutshell. We cannot have that. So, yeah, I mean, there's just a lot to what we do, but it's easy. When you talk to somebody that's got it dialed in, it's easy. It's, yeah. it's an easy job, but there's all these little details that you have to be willing to perform to be good at it. Yeah, you got all the tools to shine, that's for sure. Yeah. You know. Yep. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough trying to think of a word, Dave, as you were talking, is, you know, all these years that, that we've been doing it and, and stuff like that, still after to engage a person to be their very best. Yeah. You know, because even you shoot for that excellence and you shoot for that 100%, if you're shooting for that, the few mistakes that you've missed probably aren't even noticeable. Right. You know, right. it's just a misstep. And it and it won't and it won't ever show up, right? And and that's the thing that we're striving for is that that one thought of putting that basket back, you know, the the grocery cart. Okay, so you put the grocery cart back. Man, you just can't let that grocery cart I, go. I just you? I hate that someplace. <laughs> but did you push it all the way in the deal, or did you at least put it back? Oh, I just I just I roll it towards the gym, the container. When gym. there's a couple of baskets <laughs> up in the front, like they didn't even roll it over the metal strip to get. So it, all it doesn't the way roll in. out and hit a car, yeah. right, Dave? I yeah. will take them yeah. all and push them to the end <laughs> so people can get more carts in there, and that's a thing. Yeah, yeah, because you're a rock star, Dave. Yeah. And that, but that's the that's the excellence. But you know, that's what we're asking most. I mean, I'm I'm simplifying it, Dave. Is that's what we're asking? Is everybody to put the cart? away not how they put it away in the deal sure just put it away yeah. i usually grab my safety vest out of the jeep <laughs> and then grab the little buggy with the flashing light on it and i actually bring the carts back for them yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i like the ones if they don't have the cart where they put that strap over their shoulder and pull like i don't know 50 carts or yeah something like it's like a it. dog sled <laughs> yeah 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 that yeah. is funny yeah yeah good one dave though that's so true yep Engage everybody. What do you think, Soup? Were you done, Dave? I no. Yes and no. I was going to kind of mention uh, Troy Hunt stopped by yesterday. Had a great conversation because I don't get to see him all the time. And 
the conversation got interesting enough, we had to stop because I said you weren't here to defend him. <laughs> I wasn't here. You weren't here to defend him. Oh, <laughs> and he did say, I don't need you I'm here. <laughs> Troy, trust me, you need me. <laughs> the damage control done behind the scenes, you just never hear about. So. <laughs> no, we were having a great conversation about the, the load gauges, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I find it interesting, Jam, because I instantly want to know how much I have on. Right. And and I you know I gave him the the story back in the day you know Jim and I would be on one of seniors job sites and I mean we used to be in tandems and he would load us and you just didn't have a choice Jim like he just loaded the living shit out of you till you weren't full unless material was well, rolling off both sides I, and the gate I was going to say when were you full Dave when it was rolling off <laughs> yeah, no more fell fit, off right yeah. and that's how you loaded a tandem and. Yeah. He would honk and you'd leave and you better hurry your ass up and get dumped and get back for another load, right? And then we got the end dumps and he started doing that with the end dumps and then we're like, oh, we can't load those in the front like that, right? So then it was loaded till it came off all three sides in the back, you know, and I was just like, what an unbelievable tool if we had those gauges back then, Jim. Mm. Oh, yeah. We, you know, because we were never going to go across to scale, but just to know we were moving 45 tons right. or something like that would just... It would just blow my mind. I mean, it was it was ridiculous stuff we were doing, and you know that it can't be done that way today. But it's not. It's in a different capacity, right? <laughs> right. What we would do with two tandems, it would take like seven side dumps now, you uh-huh. know, just because that's how it was. So, did you and Jim like have like little conversations, like when you left the job site, like? What's dad doing? He's overloading the shit out of us. No, back yeah. then that's just how it was. Yeah, that's the norm, Jim. That was like that's how you yeah. that's how you hauled. But we weren't, you know, we weren't looking at the reputation of of right. JFW or a culture or the people or anything like that. It's going to haul loads. You were just getting you the were job done. Dirt. Yeah, yeah, moving dirt. To make the pile and, go away. Yeah, and and Dave, I mean, he's not. A, we didn't go get on I twenty five. You guys went like that. Yeah, it, it was usually in a neighborhood moving dirt across the mm-hmm. the deal. That's how you know not scrapers or th- things like that because sidewalks were in or streets or stuff like that. But yeah, yeah that's just the way you did it, you know. And I, even Dave, you know, saying something about the load gauges. We couldn't even have had anything like that because we didn't have any air ride, Dave. Right. That wasn't even yeah. available. I guess that's what I mean. These tools that we've provided, you know, and I even did the math. We're, we're just shy of $50,000 worth of gauges as a fleet for the trucks. So when we have someone not using those tools that are provided, it is uber frustrating. Mm-hmm. I mean, absolutely uber frustrating. You've been given a tool, and it's like, oh, my gosh, you're not using it? What a – I mean, that's like a football player goes out to to join the team at his game on Sunday, and he didn't put his cleats on. He's the guy out there in his high-top cons, and he's going to run the game for 60 minutes in his, without cleats, you know? But he's been given them. He's been given team cleats, right? But he's not using them. So, yeah, those those things just blow my mind, right? You know, and then when we talk about uh, zeroing out or, you know, checking the gauges, that's like tying the cleats. You could have a guy that's put his cleats on, but he didn't tie them, right? Well, you got to check those gauges. You got to calibrate them. It's like tying your cleats. So, yeah. yeah. So at what point, though, did you have to stop with Troy? <laughs> 
I, he he came upstairs, Jam, and it was nice because Troy did stop, said hi to the yeah. everybody in the other office, said hi to me and stuff. And I said, "Oh, what are you doing?" He said, "Oh, I stopped by and salted and plowed the yard here and stuff." And he said, and then I talked to Brother Dave, and as usual, it was I, I believe the word he used was enlightenment, and I'm not sure if he was you know if it was a religious thing or we were just talking about the loading gauges but it was his but, dry humor <laughs> right but troy had some enlightenment yesterday and and uh, he said it was always a pleasure and I, i'm sure it is with troy because the the conversations when you sit down with troy are always great you know which which there is with a lot of people here you know uh, absolutely I've, I've had some not so great ones <laughs> yeah. well for the most part it's good yeah so that's always good yeah and i I mean, I do have some other items on discussion before we do move forward. Were you ready to move forward to questions with the audience? Not yet. Oh, okay. gotcha. We want to get Super Dave's two items he wants to focus on for 2023. Yeah, I. you didn't have it actually itemized. That we're talking about two items about JFW. Well, tell so, us what you had so for your life. I, I was going to say taking care of my health and taking care of my family. Nice. You know, making sure everybody's Very doing cool. well and any, anything I'd help with. But here at JFW, I want to focus on promoting our outstanding championship culture and positive energy and making this place a fun place to come to work and, you know, helping the people. That's the second thing is I've spent my whole entire life learning about end dumping. And uh, if there's anything I can help these new folks that come on board, a lot of people have been trucking for years, but they don't know anything about dirt jobs or how to load in the cold or, you know, all these things that we talk about. And so anything I can do to help those people will help JFW. Awesome. So Ditto, I Dave. love to teach. I love to show people stuff. Very know? cool. Yeah. You definitely got a heart of a teacher, yeah, which, uh, which, which I don't. Yeah. And he's got the patience of Job. And you got patience. Did you say Job? <laughs> Not always. I, I did. Don't know if that's right. Is it Job? Is it Job? Well, Job is in the Bible. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. It's Job. Yeah. yeah. Was that's, he a patient dude? <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, he had a lot of bad things happen to him, and he just kept his faith. Yeah. Awesome. That's you, Dave. Yeah. I'm going to start calling you Job. (laughs) (laughs) Job is on the job. You know, and uh, take care of your health. You need health insurance, and you should be at the meeting tomorrow. (laughs) I will be. Cool. I'll be there, too. My two things, one would be uh, to remain impactful. You know, if if I can't be impactful, then something's wrong. And then remain relational. You know, I've noticed lately I'll get, I don't know, a long text message or email with all this stuff in it and I just pick out like the two sentences that matter and then I respond with like three words. Then I go back before I respond and I put my salutation in there and (laughs) fluff it up and make it better. But I got to try to remember, you know, relationships over problems, you know, to just remain relational and, and, you know, what may seem kind of, long to me could be what that person needs to express i guess good so, point jim yeah so yeah was thinking of that jim is you get i don't know i, I want to say or make the statement i get tired this time of year you know like over oh, at the end of the year but in you know roughly 30 days 
what changes that I'm expired or am I expired? I am expired, but um, <laughs> in, <laughs> inspired in January. What does hmm. what what changes? And hopefully it would change. But you know, oh, I'm going to do this next year. You know, but is it is it it's it's just a calendar thing where I feel like I've tried that all year. You know, right. and what is going to inspire you to to write more or or respond more, Jam? Because I get personally, I feel like I, I get run down. You know, right. And I was I was thinking I just kind of keep talking here is that you know I feel like we haven't touched everybody lately right but we go from being so busy to like two snowstorms and we really slow up right and and how do you how do you touch people how do you communicate you know this the podcast but it's not one-on-one right you know and I I don't know and I, I don't know I feel like we've just not let our foot off the gas but maybe it's maybe it's a winter time thing I don't know. I don't I, know if I'm just babbling or not. No, I kind of I I I am right with you. I mean, a hundred percent. And I just looked it up because I think what a lot of that comes from is we weren't built to operate like we do. We were we were designed as cavemen, or when farming started and growing and all that, we worked with the sun, and the we're we're almost to the shortest daylight time of the year i just looked it up the 23rd, december 21st, 21st is the okay. the winter solstice so mm-hmm. we have 20 more days or excuse me technically 22 more days yep. and the days will start getting longer but come Can't december wait. right right dave <laughs> and i think that's part of, and that changes fast it's like two minutes a day that we gain that in a minute in the mm-hmm. morning and a minute at night yeah it's fast yeah. yeah you know so i mean that 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 sunshine that vigor that light that you know i mean i i think it, it's different you hear about how depressed people are in like alaska because they you know half the time they're in the dark or whatnot i mean right. that would be tough for yeah, me the, man. the people that live north like in fairbanks alaska which is pretty much middle of the state they have like a hundred days where the sun doesn't get above the horizon ah uh, could mm. you imagine that that sun don't shine <laughs> i mean it, it'll get like dusk you know yeah, I do believe at this time of year in December it doesn't even get dusk. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know for sure, but yeah. What? How do they state that on Life Below Zero? It's the dark time, or yeah, something like the that. Dark yeah. season or yeah. something. But yeah, I man, that'd be tough. Oh, I think that'd be tough. I for just me. Jim, I just think that has a lot to do with it. It just, I just really feel like that. Sure, sure. Yeah. So, want to make a kind of like you said, Jim. Want to make a change or something? Or yeah, and I'm I'm really not one for resolutions. Like I don't. I'm not like. I need a New Year's resolution because, to me, you don't need to wait for a New Year to do anything. That's that's what I'm talking about, kind of right. I I don't know. But when we talk cycles, though, when we talk about business, business is broke down into quarters and years, and you know, (laughs) it's just the way it works. Yeah, you know. So I mean, I know, like for JFW, our 23 is a big goal. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And you got to put dates on that and and stuff like that. So yeah, and uh, you know, you you just a little bit about 23 and stuff we're doing you know trying to get ready for some permitting and stuff and um you know i met james my son-in-law and we took some drone shots uh thanksgiving morning you know but it was just a good morning to before you know we all met for dinner and stuff and yard was closed nobody around to get Uh some shots but you know there again and you know it's not a complaint but it sounds like it but i'm kind of working on thanksgiving right you know what i mean 
but it was exciting, right, Jim? That hey, we get some shots done, you know, and we we make some plans up, be able to get to go to the city, do stuff like that. That was that was invigorating, you know, like and it. and maybe maybe that I don't know. I shouldn't say this probably, but looking out that back window gets to be droning. It's it's just has to be done every time, right. you know, stuff like that. So you just get tired of doing that, but mm-hmm. it's got to be done. It's yeah. the job, you know. One hundred, yeah. Brother Dave, what'd you have? So you mentioned snow and snowstorm, and we did some plowing finally, and. <clears throat> excuse me, items like that and stuff. And I kind of just want to discuss some snow removal tips for the guys that are running the plows. And I think this is a great, great avenue because we seem to just miss this every year. And it's uh, checking the cutting edges on the equipment that you run, uh, a little bit of operational skills as far as the plows, everybody running one of the pickup plows, and we don't get to discuss this enough, is you can drop that plow but the best way to function that, like over at Rolla or Intermodal when we're running around, is don't just leave it down. Actually drop it, let it hit the ground, and then just pop that raise button. Just give it a bump. That locks it in position and takes a lot of weight off of that plow. And it, it doubles or triples the life of those cutting edges. And we cleaned the ground just as well. It did just as good a job, but it extended the life of our equipment phenomenally. I mean, just such a such a huge difference and a lot of that the same way on every piece of yellow iron instead of jamming that bucket or that blade you know on the grater or the loader bucket or the backhoe bucket or the skid steer buckets or the 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 attachment the snow wing we have for the skid steer you can put that bucket on the ground and then just give it a bump up don't leave the full weight of that machine on the ground or actually lift up like on the loaders, when I say loaders, meaning skid steers, backhoes, loaders, don't lift any weight off that front axle. Let that bucket just sit there and float. And you clean the ground just as well. And again, you're you're doubling or tripling the life of the equipment. So there's just there's a lot to what we do, and we can't get there. And uh, you know, I shouldn't say that. We haven't gotten there. We're not doing as good at training on the snow removal as we do remotely close on the the truck driving i mean we're we're kind of failing epically at that because i bet a lot of the people that are hearing this for the first time have never heard that you know they're totally unaware of those things and you know to you and i jim they're common knowledge because we grew up doing this right we're the ones that had to pay for that cutting edge we're the ones that had to you know get the tools and take it off we're the ones that had to go buy it we're the ones that had to bolt it back on we're the ones that had to replace it and if you don't know about those things, you're unaware of it. You know what I mean? So we're not we're not we're not as successful in the snow removal <clears> world <throat> as we are in the end dump or the trucking world. And we need to get a little better training at that. And those are things that we need to discuss. They're things we need to talk about. They're things we need to share. You know, I, I just ran into a deal with uh, we have the two trucks that are sander trucks that haul the salt and squeegee that we spread around. And uh, they have vibrators on them. Well, those vibrators weren't designed to be ran all the time. They should just be turned on and turned back off. You know, you may let it run for 30 seconds, shut it back off. The material should vibrate down into the the pan and be spread out. And if we're running with them on the majority of the time we're using them, 
it actually starts to compact the material and it has the reverse effect because it's vibrated everything down into that belly and it it's created compaction and it won't release so you know uh, just a bevy of things to discuss on the snow removal side you know when we talk about snow removal over at the ro- uh, rolla yard the car lot there off 76 and 96 you know we we can't go across the railroad tracks with anything ever right no plow goes across it no trucks go across it no equipment goes across it that's a that that's a never can happen thing scenario right we just don't do that uh you know we don't go down the little aisles with the trucks we only stay on the main aisles and just ah, it's again never ending you know there's so many things to to teach to educate and we just we need to come up with a little better way that we're we're doing some of the snow removal stuff as far as educational and training on our side no one has done anything wrong at all i mean i I have to like actually throw kudos out there to all the people that are helping us and doing it and getting through it with us you know potter does an amazing job scheduling it getting everyone to cover all the shifts i mean he's been been phenomenal at this but again we're just that whole communication piece right those are all the tips and tricks that we've learned over the years. We need to share our knowledge to make it better and make us better. Yep, and that just comes back to engaging that person. Right. If you've if you've given them all the tools, then they're engaged. You know, hopefully. Sure. You know, it's just like we talked. You know, we you know the one we put a a, a new person or a, a, a in the nine fifty H the newest loader that we just purchased. And, you know, lots of people, I can tell you, hey, I can run a loader, right? But when I get in a Komatsu or I get in a Cat or I get in a John Deere or something, there's something different about it. Do the levers raise the bucket and curl the bucket and all that kind of stuff? That stuff is, but what if I'm running around with the, you know, the emergency brake on or I'm, I'm not riding around with the ride control on or I don't have the float in the right place or maybe it's as simple as starting it. You know, right. we we just we just learned a whole thing about the loader we just bought on how it starts. Yeah, and there's there's we've owned it for four months now. Right, exactly. But we dropped this new person in that loader and didn't go over it one bit with them. And and I'm sure they've ran a loader, right? There's that base. I've ran a loader, so they're probably not going to tear it up. But how much better can we make it right. for them? It, right. Especially when you start it, you know, a whole deal on starting it. So yeah, and. and no piece of equipment is the same. Yeah, it just I, I don't I don't care. There's always something different. Yeah, I've run that Kawasaki for twenty some years, right? And I yeah. jumped in that cat, the first cat we bought, um, and I couldn't figure out how to start it. <laughs> <laughs> right, Dave? And I was just moving it into the shop one day here at the yard, and like, whoa. Yeah, I I, I ran the 950H up at uh, CMEX, cleaned the snow off uh, a couple weekends ago, and. Even when I ran it over at yard 23, it's got the third level on it, lever on it, Dave. So it's got your, you know, your curl, your raise, and then it's got a third le- lever that on, with, if you put the snow plow, oh, plow yeah. on it, it will turn it. It's, and like the forks on it and stuff, I'm just such a habit, Dave. I pull that third level lever all the time. And when I was up, I was up at CMEX, you know, I'm like, well, how come the bucket won't go up? How come the bucket won't go up? And I'm one lever out and I'm pulling on it. And you just, you got to get used to it because you're like, oh, this ain't working. This ain't working. No, it's the operator, you know, my, my problem. And so, yeah, there's just always something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What else you guys got? Uh, well, uh, just found out 
It's been in the works for a while now, but just did clarify, uh, we start fair play tomorrow. Oh, boy. Yep. We start out a fair play tomorrow, December 1st, down to plant 13. Nice. Yep. Yep. Just plant 13. Anybody else taking fair play rock? Just plant 13 for right now, but that's that's a big, big change. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That doubles or triples the trucks needed down there for rock at plant 13. And, you know, one of the concerns Jim and I were, were, are worried about is we haven't been running plant or we haven't been running out of fair play, you know, all summer, right? We did some probably closer towards the end of summer, but here we are. We're going to jump in in the middle of winter. You know, we've got, we got a solid five months of winter that we're Mm going to have to deal with up there on that mountain. And man, you know, we talk about giving, using the tools you've been given and the knowledge and the training. You can't go up there without thinking about what you're doing to that location. You know, every turn, every curve, every hill, every town, every stoplight, everything about that, that run is is could be life changing, right? You know what I mean. It generally yeah, could be. We've had some issues up there with, uh, you know. Luckily, all our people are okay, but <clears throat> there's been a couple uh, rollover accidents that we've been involved in. There was a uh, not our fault at all, but there was a fatality up at Fair Play a few years back. There's been yeah, just. The passing people, ones, the passing, Jim. yeah, people yeah. passing when they shouldn't be passing into oncoming. Yeah, it's it's dangerous. So definitely yeah, got to head on a truck swivel. fatality in Turkey Creek Canyon that wasn't our truck, but right. went off yep. the road and yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. And there, there gotta, is so much. You got to think about uh, public eye as well. Mm-hmm. We would get a lot of call-ins on two eighty five just. You know, sea of red trucks, and if you're speeding through some like Pine Junction and yep. some of those other places, it's just uh, a hot spot for us to get called in on. And there's some police presence up there as well. State yep. troopers like to work 285. So, yep, there's a lot yep. that goes on. With and it. the sheriffs coming through the uh, Bailey and that. Yeah. Yeah, I just, Jim, just to bring that up, I, I just looked at our CSA score and man, doing really well this year. You know, knock on wood and nice. stuff. Yeah, exactly. They'd knock on the table there, and that a speeding ticket popped up. And I'm like, oh, are we aware of that speeding ticket? Who was that speeding? You know, nobody told us about speeding. And went down and checked with everybody. And, of course, that's where it was at. It was up in Bailey or one of the little towns or, uh, yeah. you know, it was a state patrol. And But that was like the big one for this year is speeding up in that area. So, uh, mm-hmm. And there is just – there is so much to go over. We can't even – well, and we just got a ticket at the port, had a load of Coors on, and went right out to the port in Fort Morgan and got a ticket Yep, for, for over axle. Got those gauges. Yep. Troy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't Troy. <laughs> sure it was. Let's just blame him. But, you know, we're going to – you're going to – I told you you needed jam to defend you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're going to run up through there in the next, like Dave said, three, four, five months possibly of snow up there and – you got to know your chains. You yeah. got to know how to chain. You got to know where your keys are. We're tr- we're going to try not to send you, but it doesn't mean that you won't go up there in sunshine and come back and get to a point where you got to chain up. Could be yeah. could that's, be pavement, but they're going to tell you to chain up or it's yeah. a ticket. And that's what happens too. Yeah, the, yeah. The weather changes fast up in those mountains. It, it, it does, and the and the thing you can't do is that you can't be worried about getting that load up there you that getting that load getting your next load that's the last thing you you can think about it's like dave said you know 
the speed you know can i can i use my overweight can i go into this corner what's that shady corner what you know in the fall you know it's about the leafers who's going to be up on top looking at the leaves and all that kind of stuff right. this is going to be when you get to the bottom what's the wind like blowing the snow across the road right. all that kind of stuff can i even use my overweight permit um at a certain point yeah. you know should i should i take a lighter one what Everything. How fast can I go down this hill if I haven't been up there? All that. Yeah, you could have a ground blizzard on a beautiful sunny day up there. Because that wind will take that snow and blow it right across the road up by Como and Jefferson and up there. Yeah, it's been 50 degrees here and they've closed the pass because of wind. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 I I mean, I'll I'll never forget, you know, you talk about (laughs) guys doing their job and using their tools and stuff. We had... This has probably been four or five years ago now. It's it's been a minute for sure. I want to tell you it was almost before we had cameras in the trucks, only because of the fact we had we had like five trucks headed to Fair Play, and they got to the state yard there at the bottom of the pass, and we actually had them on the video at the state yard on the C dot cameras. And like all the trucks were stacked up there, and you could actually see the guys outside. They were all talking. And they put chain law up on Kenosha and everybody just stopped and they were there for, I don't know, 45 minutes just waiting for chain law to drop. And I laughed because Rosario was on that hall and Rosario whips up and we already had the state yard blocked. He parked on the other side of the road, didn't ask anybody. He just chained up. He was done in 15 minutes or 20 minutes and left and like an hour and a half went by. He was loaded and coming back down the pass. And the guys that were waiting at the state yard were like, hey, what do you want us to do? The chain law's up. And Rosario just handled it. He just used the tools that he's been given. He knew how to use them. He hopped in his truck and did his job. And, you know, that's what makes a guy like that a a successful superstar, you know? And I was just like, oh, my gosh. You know, what a... What a great asset. What a what a what an awesome guy to have on our team. Yeah. I think a lot of people are intimidated by throwing chains and if you're intimidated by throwing chains, it's just cuz you haven't done it enough. Right. Just get out there and throw them on. You'll only get better by doing it and then it's not going to be a big deal for you. Yeah. I'll tell you, I think the most um, important advice I could give somebody for throwing chains is Bring some cold weather clothes because <laughs> yeah. you're going to need some thick gloves and some waterproof coveralls because you're, yeah. you know, yeah. down in the snow. Yeah. You take care of that and you're okay. It's right. easy. Right. Yeah, yeah. If you're warm when you're throwing your chains on, it is not bad. <laughs> yeah. If you're cold, it's the worst thing in the world. Yeah, it yeah. sucks. <laughs> yeah, you can't wait to get back in that truck. Yeah. That yeah. iron that iron gets yeah. cold in your hands. Yeah. Too. Yep. I don't know if I can explain it well enough, Jam, but, uh, you know, what you said is don't be intimidated by it. You know, because you you haven't done it enough, and I I just I thought of you last night. I Sam just showed me this TikTok video, and it was of this woman that was paralyzed. She was in a wheelchair, and she shows up in a gym, and they have a video of her, and she's just got these dumbbells, and she's just doing a workout sitting in her chair, and they're only like two pound dumbbells. Right. And there's this dude that's he's a rock star, man. He's a buff total ripped shredded i mean like lives at the gym type guy right right? you know and she went in there and she wasn't intimidated by him right he was actually so impressed by her he went over and said you're a rock star you give me passion you make me feel like i need to do better because you're actually doing something you're not good at the people in here that are good at this 
make it look easy. Right. You know, so it was, he was, she was empowering him, right. which I thought was really cool. I thought that was such a great way to look at that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'll see some um, handicapped people at the gym in wheelchairs doing their thing, and it's just like, I ain't got no excuse. Yeah, right? You, you, have, every, say, you yeah. have every excuse to not be here today. Yeah. Right? You know, I got a buddy, Rob. Can't remember his name. He was a manager at 24 Hour Fitness. He was, I think, a Golden Gloves boxer before his accident, but he was snowboarding one day, hit a jump, became paralyzed. Mm. And, uh, man, he plays... I don't know, rugby, wheelchair rugby. Wow. Or, yeah, he's always doing something like he got like a ski chair. Like he's got, I mean, there's just nothing he can't do. Good for him. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. So, yeah, when you call it, we're all able bodied. Yes. <laughs> you know, and like you said, I have all sorts of excuses, yeah, Jim. You know, yeah. So you all going to the gym with me later? Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> I have a I have a twelve o'clock. <laughs> we go when you get back. <laughs> what else you guys got? I don't know. Do we need to harp more on the on the fair play thing? I mean, you know, of of getting up there and rushing, and you know, we we had competitors that they got down, uh, you know, close to Morrison there through the the curves there. And rolled the truck, you know, tipped the trailer over. So there's that, the speed. We're going to have, you know, the camera system. I don't think we've been running that steady. It's your following distances. Hopefully that's that's bugging somebody and and all that all that different stuff that we have to yeah. have to pay attention we to. We need true professionals yeah. running up and down 285. Yeah. yeah. You know, if yeah, you, right. And if you don't feel comfortable, don't feel bad about saying you're not comfortable. It's really no big deal. It's kind of like we're saying. It's easy. Yeah. You just got to take your time doing it. Yeah. And, and, slow. Pay, and yeah. pay attention. Yeah. I mean, we the, talk about all the time coming down a hill. You can come down a hill a thousand times too slow. Yeah. You can only come down at once too fast. Yeah. You know, just that, that, you know, we're back to the stupid sayings again and speed kills. Right. Right. Speed kills those trucks. The brakes could kill people if you're, if you're that dangerous and that out of control. But yeah. that's back to the slow down. Think about what you're doing. Think of your next steps. Yep. You know, I mean, be be engaged. You just if you're not one of those people that look ahead and are thinking ahead and you know concerned about the next step. And I'm not talking about thinking about at 8 a.m. what you need to do at 3 p.m. Right. on your last load. You need to be thinking in the moment of what needs to be done. Right. Yep. You need to be aware of your next steps of of all of those things. So yeah, yeah. And the chaining thing to me comes as a you might have the skill, but it's the will of, hey, let's just throw them. Because when, when I've chained up, it gives me the confidence just to go on. Right. It makes that truck capable of, sure of does. anything. Yeah. And, and it does. It, the good thing I like, you know, you don't have to, but it slows your speed. Like we're going to tell you, you know, max probably what, 35 miles an hour oh, with the chains? 20, 25, uh, Jim. Yeah. You know, if, 20, 25. If you're driving on snowpack, you can go 30, 35. Right. Right. Just clicking along. A lot along. of times you're not. You're yeah. driving down because you've got your uh travel tracks uh pavement showing through in the road and you got to go 20 miles an hour yeah yeah because yeah. it's but a rough ride yeah, it, and, it and, is but and it, are the chains tight yep, yep are they are they hitting our fenders and just going to destroy our fenders in one mile yeah you know yeah but it gives you so much confidence and you've already slowed yourself down mm -hmm. so just keep trucking yeah. you know throw those chains in 15 minutes it's going to take you i don't know 30 minutes longer 
to get there because you cut your speed in half mm -hmm. and and then just just keep going there. <clears throat> for you know, me just, i always liked it because it took the white knuckles away oh you're it took like it. i feel like a sherman tank right yeah. here you know yeah. just you're yep yeah. they do work yeah they, they, do, they do work <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's no shit yeah yeah that's funny and that turkey creek canyon it's it's deceiving you know turkey creek canyon that's that's one to be careful going through yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah, those turns yeah. are tight yep. and it's it's still you know you're, steep you're getting close back to town and you know you kind of made it and it's like oh it's all downhill from here but yeah it's downhill <laughs> it, it is yeah that's so, that that you know they talk about you always have an accident within like a mile of your home, right? Right. You can go on a long trip and then you get in an accident or have something happen, you know, within a mile of your home. And that's virtually the end of that trip. And right. when I say that, we're talking about kind of the mountain crossing end right. of the trip, right? Sure. Yeah. That's, that's where you're, you're. Let your guard down. Exactly. Yep. 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 Yeah. And that's uh, also, you know, you go up there, maybe you haven't been up there a while. And like Dave said, I know we hauled the asphalt plants quite a bit out of there on some Saturdays and oh, some yeah. stuff yeah. this summer, right? But we were coming back into town. You're taking this all the way to 13. Mm. You know, you're going down uh, in in that area is maybe all next week. Don't just ask for 32 tons. Right. You know, ask for 28, ask for 29. Take a couple lighter loads yeah. if you haven't done it for a while. And, and, you know, Super Dave brought it up. You know, I know we're hauling rock. And hopefully the rock's set there because usually they, they want it to, so it's fairly dry. But we're still hauling it in December, so there's going to be some frozen loads mm. and stuff like that. Landing legs back. But again, you can't do landing legs back at 30 tons. Right. You know, there's, there's, there's not enough room in there. So, it's, so take some 27. Take some 28. Take the pressure off you so the load's easy. Go knock out two loads. You know, maybe maybe it's a good day and we get an early start. I don't mm -hmm. think they're loading that early, but three loads isn't probably going to be a possibility. But two loads in a fry or yeah. something. Oh, for and, sure. And yeah, going to thirteen. You know, but loading at thirty-two or having a problem, and you know something else. If we're running it every day and we we just really really harped on it uh, Monday morning after the holiday is tires. You know, before you leave here, bump your tires. Because that tire will show up when you get up there and you load on it. Oh, my gosh. And and you're in fair play. Yeah, you're yeah. two hours away. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're not going to get yeah. you any help in fair play yeah. fast. Yep. It's just not going to happen. So you got to – It's a, if that, you're dispatched – That means yeah. before you haul a load and you got up there with a flat tire, <laughs> you've got four and a half hours invested in your day before a service truck is going to show up. Yeah. Yeah. And if you need to air that tire, I'm pretty sure at the truck stop, it's a coin-operated air <laughs> pump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is just not going to be good. So all those things, you know, bring bring your will, bring your skill, and we'll be successful. Yes. Any other plans for that fair play rock? I mean, until they get going, Jam. I mean, they've they've talked about you know supplying several plants out of it. Mm -hmm. uh, it I mean, I'm not going to put anything out there if, if it doesn't happen. Sure. So. Yeah, gotcha. you, Union was where we started. Right. Then they went to thirteen, and I, and I think their goal would be to you know possibly go Union and thirteen. Right. But like Dave said, you can't put it out there unless you know. But right. you know, Brandon's always got lofty goals, just like us, of what where can we bring our material in, and you know they count on our opinion and our ability and having the trucks to make those goals. So potentially, potentially some asphalt plants. Maybe. Oh, abs absolutely! Yeah, absolutely. Yes. That's that's always in the work for them. Yeah. I, I think it's a it's a big deal. 
I mean, the nice thing, we, we said all the, the concerns about the fair play run. That's a good haul to have in the wintertime. So there's there's a, the plus. Oh, yeah. It's oh, a, hands it's a lot of trucking. Yeah. 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 And why why would we not, you know, this time of year, you know, out of fries, uh, like you'd mentioned, Dave, I'm kind of making numbers up, but okay, it takes six trucks. Well, you're going to, we need 12 or we need, we need 18, 18 trucks. Yeah. You know, or, or whatever. Well, it's a slower time of year. Why? Amen. Yes. You know, we mm-hmm. need, we need more trucks and have more work starting tomorrow. That's awesome. Good stuff. Yep, absolutely. Do anything else? I, that was what I had. Some snow removal tips, tricks, and... Uh, no closing d- argument. D- <laughs> <laughs> and uh, discuss fair play. So I, I, I think we beat those two items up fairly well. Sweet, Jim. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I'm good. Again, you know, about that, that chaining, which we'll try not to do for the safety thing, but for the other truckers out there, throw the chains. Yep. You know, don't don't spin out. Don't be afraid to throw the chains. It's going to make you. It's going yep. to make you into a monster. You yeah. know, it's going to it's going to make you feel good. And and those chains, I just have to emphasize, they're like the probably number one issue with those chains is speed kills. Yep. You can you can't run fifty miles an hour with chains on. You know, the the thirty thirty five is tops in snow. Yeah. You know, on snow packed road. If like Dave said, if you're on pavement twenty twenty five, because you'll it will destroy those chains in one trip. Oh, and and we should get a season out of chains. Yeah, in my or my more. other yeah yeah for or sure, more. Dave. Yeah. And my other thing would be getting them tight, Dave. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. that, them slapping on the on our fenders, ruining the 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 truck equipment, but also then they're slapping on the ground and not doing their job. So Absolutely, you know, you know snug, that's, snug them up. That's one of the things. You know, I know the guys have tried to reach out to everyone and made sure they had you know tow hooks in the truck and they had a pin for the tow hook and they had the chains and they had the key for the chains but has anyone went over how many bungees you need to keep those chains tight right you know do you have 10 bungees on your truck to tighten up you know the chains on each wheel end you know, I mean, that 10 is probably minimum. That's like I two used, or three per yeah, wheel end, and that's five just five on enough. each chain. Right? Yeah. And yeah. I don't know. You know, a lot of guys I've talked to are like, oh, I can get those chains tight. I don't need any bungees. Bungees are a safety thing. I'm not like a safety thing. They're uh, kind of like. They're, reinsur- they're insurance. Yeah, Davis. enforcement, yes. I guess. Insurance. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly, yeah. Jim. So, and do they pull them a touch tighter? Absolutely. You bet. And yeah. then you don't have to worry about it because you might only have them you know, for five miles and then you're off the hill and you can take them yeah. off again, you know? Right. I mean, it is no, I mean, I, I equate it, Dave, when you throw the chains, it's like moving equipment. You know, I can, I can, you know, throw a loader on and chain it down and I can, I can wrench the shit out of the boomers and all that kind of stuff. But you go, I don't know, I'm going to get a mile. I'm going to mention a mile. You can stop and I bet you got a loose chain. Oh yeah. You know, cause you, you're, it, you're dealing with steel and chains and yeah, movement. It was funny, Jim, because we haven't mentioned that, is when you chain, if you haven't chained before, you need to put them on, bungee them down, get them as tight as you can. You need to run a mile. And that was I was just waiting for you to stop. It's so ironic you say that and retighten them. Yeah. You, you can readjust and get those chains yeah. tighter because you need them tight around that tire. Yep. Yep. I'll make them last longer. Absolutely. <clears throat> I wasn't one that was heavy on the bungees, but I get it. <laughs> it was just quicker to do it that way. That you know? I see. That I see. Because, yeah, if it's being a pain in the ass and you're having trouble getting them tight, the bungees are a pretty, yeah. pretty easy answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. 
Awesome. Had a couple questions from the audience. Chris Beam wants to know, since we switched to Samsara and we all have safety scores, is there going to be any recognition for that? Chris, you're doing a great job. You have a great safety score. <laughs> Boom. Do you know what a safety score is? Yeah, of course I do. What is it? It's all the ish or all the. No, what, do you know, no, do you know his number? Oh no, I don't know what his number is. No, I don't. I think it was out of ninety. I know Chris well enough. I guarantee you, it's an A score. Oh yeah, of course it is. Yeah, Chris. you know, just along those lines. When so I seen that ninety eight uh, from good. October 29th to November twenty eighth. So That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, good job. Congratulations, Chris. Chris. Yeah. Thank there's, you. There's your recognition. <laughs> but we could look at something, you know, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, Jam. I mean, it's the, it's the, the top. The, you know, the top ten guys. Or yeah, yeah. I'd like I'd like to point out too. Chris is a he's a go getter. He he's usually in the top ten of uh, production. So the misnomer I've got to hurry. I've got to speed. I got to drive that left lane to make any money is false. Yep. You know, you yep. can get a great great safety score and still do a great job and make plenty of money. Absolutely. Yeah, that that question all leads me back though, Jam, is when when I said are we are we touching everybody? Are we talking to everybody? Does that build anything? And these are always the programs that come up, you know, just like a a fuel bonus, you know, and you you're talking here a, a safety bonus based on your score. Right. You know, and again though, that's looking at, you know, is it a is it a level playing field? Can that is that fair for everybody to have those programs? And I, I don't know what would make it unfair, you know. All those kind of things that we have to consider when we do these things that also some people aren't being left out and, and right. different stuff like that. You know, the yeah. I I guess over the years I've been a little soured and not that this program would have any of that, but like your um like a a production bonus, you know, who's the top earner, you know, and then you, you know, that immediately leads into, oh, you get all the loads, or you're friendly with Linda, or you, you only hauls, you have all the good hauls. It just really sours a person yeah. on on trying to create something good, you know, that that you tr- thought was fair, but maybe it's not, or other people don't. The think silent, it's fair. the silent warrior program. Yeah. That yep. We thought we were doing an amazing thing, and there was just so much, you know, pushback by the guys that weren't in it. Like everybody should be celebrated. Well, not everyone. No, no, and I, you know, uh, it's not a political view, but a view as a as I don't know a company leader. Should everybody get a trophy? Nope. Nope. I mean, mm-hmm. people don't when you when you you know short or simple answer when you don't show up on time most of the week and you want a trophy no because you know who shows up on time all week long we do right right and and it's just it's just the the world's not fair Mm -hmm. and it's never ever going to be fair no yeah i guess um to the safety score recognition point there's some guys that have really been fighting to keep that score up and you know when we first switched to samsara people thought their safety bonuses were going to be tied to their safety score and stuff like that but that's been squashed you know you have a safety score we want you above a certain level but some of these guys have really you know put a lot of effort into keeping it 
you know, 100 even. I don't know if anyone's there right now. We had a couple guys that were at 100 for a long time. Wow. So, I didn't even know that, Jim. That's yeah, great. Yeah, Nat Pisignano was one. Um, I want to say, well, Chris Beam. I want to say Potter was up there. Could be wrong. But, yeah, there was there was like a handful of guys that were wow. 100 points. You know, we, we, we haven't discussed it in so long. And, I mean, we've had so many other irons in the fire. That's just I, I just want to jump back to the cameras and and just it's a pat on the company's back in my eyes that how much it raised our bar and how much better I mean it's it's so exciting to hear a conversation like this right you know what I mean it's just oh my gosh it's invigorating there's engagement that, yeah, yeah yeah you know and I mean it's truly a great idea I know when we first got them we had discussed that or it, you know it was skimmed across right the words were said we, we could tie yes. that together yes. somehow. It would it would be interesting to to try and create something. It really would. Yeah, I think uh, one of the biggest things I think it's accomplished is that following distance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that's been a <clears throat> that's been a pet peeve of mine for a while. But I feel like we get a lot less of those. You know, yeah, that, that just really makes us better. Absolutely. But, when you mentioned Jam that some guys are struggling with those scores or struggling with that, you know, can we help? for one thing but what is the struggle like the following distance because there, there shouldn't be a struggle they they you have to change right speed, you know speed speed space. yeah speed and space yeah so yeah because we took the uh ken and and uh, pat out to the airport and pick up some pickups for us and yesterday in that snowstorm you know and and even with those guys in the pickup I try, it made me think of my space. Here I am right. riding with the two safety guys, you know, and Dave in that storm and leaving that space. And, and I, I don't have a camera, but I was like, oh, I, you know, what are they thinking of my space, right? Right. So yeah. back back to Yellowstone. Sorry, Dave. So they load up two of their dualies and uh, some horse trailers, and they're going to help another rancher brand their horses. And they got a two-truck convoy. And I'm like, I look at my wife. I'm like, they're following distance. Suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's like funny. one second. And then yesterday, just just going to uh, Roller, I almost got T-boned on the way there, and almost got T-boned on the way back. Just people that aren't aware of it just don't yeah, know, just, Jim. One, they I was coming through. Know. I was coming through uh, a traffic circle, and I'm in the circle. I got the right away. And then here comes this guy just not stopping. And then the other one was right here in Rosemary. Train was train came, train's gone. We all put in a drive, start going, and here comes this car. I thought for sure that was gonna. I thought I was gonna have to call you. Like oh, wow, that was mm, wow. So. Yeah, what I was gonna mention is like Jim said, we took Pat and Kendrick to the airport yesterday morning, and uh, you know we're we're scurrying down Pena Boulevard there in the snowstorm yesterday morning, and here's two Denver cops, mm. right? And and <clears throat> we wind up right next to them. And and they were a lot like truckers. Huh. They really needed to be right behind each other. Right. Right? And when they got a car in between them and separated, they made sure they were able to maneuver and get right back together. And it was huh. funny. The following distance wasn't good enough. Huh. You know, and they they all knew the exit. They they wound up getting off there. Did they get off on ninety sixth, Jim? I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Wasn't wasn't tower. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I, I just I even made the remark. I wonder if they used to be truck drivers. <laughs> ah, that's funny. Yeah, if and, you ever and watch. it's that. What what is it when you get paired up with somebody? 
about not having the distance you're or the gap. You, you're you, a team. If you ever watch like the CIA or you know the black SUVs, yeah, oh yeah, you know when they're going to drop somebody off, there are seven of them. Just right, you might as well just put trailer hitches on all the, <laughs> yeah, bo- right, you know, just yeah. just make it a real true like yep. convoy, you know. Yeah, you almost wish that. Uh, uh, what do they they have a name for it? Where the with the technology we have now for the driverless trucks, but the first like truck autonomous. control. Uh, well, yeah, but the first truck controls the other two or three. Oh, like uh, the mule train. Right. Ah, there's a name for that. I can't think of what the name is, but I think it's autonomous. Well, that's just non. That's right, just non one person, person right? They, they have one it's, that controls the other trucks. Yes. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a name, name for, for that, that lead yeah. truck or that convoy is yep. what it's called. Gotcha. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, on the CIA thing, I mean, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> they should have the guy in the front. That way, they're always spaced the same. Right, exactly. And that guy in front is when they're on the throttle, he's on the throttle. When they're not, he's off. Just right? get a freaking bus. <laughs> 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 one bus will do the job of seven black SUVs. Yeah. So. Yeah. Funny. Uh, the next question is from Troy Hunt, uh, usually spitting so much knowledge. He blames his wife for this, but he wants to know about the Christmas party. He says, my wife wants to know. So. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, I, I guess what we have planned is, because um, oh. this is a tough time of year to get together mm-hmm. with the, the, you know, People's holidays, people off, stuff like that. And I, I think last year was pretty successful that we did it after um, Christmas oh, you yeah. know, into January where we did the breakfast. Yeah. What we have planned, I don't think we've absolutely set on that, but we will do something in January, some kind of get together. And, it, and, and, and again, you know, it's... It's based on money and what everybody wants, and right. you know Troy and his and his wife is you know they're the they're type of people that are pretty involved. They're they're very social, you know that's that's their character. Um, you know other people are, are are not may not enjoy a Christmas party because they're they're not that social. Doesn't mean anything about a bad person. Just you know so what what can we do for everybody? Right. That's that's good. Sure. So, <laughs> soup. You want to hit us with a high road hauling? I do. I do. Um, I just love the way this falls in line so much. And I, I do it, obviously, before we sit down and do the podcast. But, Jim, you've been talking about um, keeping emotions flat or out of your decision-making process and so forth. And uh, so this week, our high road hauling is about lessons from the samurai. Oh, yes. The secret to always being at your best. The samurai are some of the history's greatest warriors. They were revered and respected as the elite of their day. They were held to the highest standards, not only their military acumen, but also to be moral, noble, righteous, and virtuous. So what did so many of history's greatest warriors stress as key to success and optimal performance? Being calm. This wasn't just one random samurai mentioning it off the cuff. This was some of the greatest samurai who ever lived writing about it for over 500 years. And here's some examples. Shiba Yoshimasa, 1349 through 1410. uh, He wrote, for warriors in particular, if you calm your own mind and discern the inner minds of others, that may be called the foremost art of war. And Suzuki Shosan, who lived in 1579 through 1655, he wrote, When you manage to overcome your own mind, 
you overcome myriad concerns and rise above all things and are free. When you are overcome by your own mind, you are burdened by myriad concerns and are unable to rise above. Mind your mind, guard it resolutely, since it is the mind that confuses the mind. And don't let your mind give in to your mind. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's counterdict ourselves. Right, right. right. What? But uh, anyway, this other uh, samurai, Kiyabara Ikin, from 1630 to 1714, he wrote, A noble man controls frivolity with gravity, awaits action in a state of calm. It is important for the spirit to be whole, the mood steady, and the mind unmoving. And another one, Adichie Masahiro, from 1780 to 1800, he wrote, The imperturbable mind is the secret to warfare. And the man considered perhaps the greatest samurai of all, Miyamoto Musashi, from 1584 to 1645, he wrote in his book, The Book of Five Rings, Both in fighting and in everyday life, you should be determined through calm. Meet the situation without tenseness, yet not recklessly, your spirit settled yet unbiased. And we all know the value of staying calm in tense situations, but how do you get and stay calm? Much of what we know about relaxing and staying calm is dead wrong. The samurai had answers, and they line up with science. The samurai trained in martial arts a lot, and they thought about death a lot, and I mean a lot. It's pretty much the part of the job description. But research research shows training very hard and in imagining the worst that could happen are two powerful techniques for promoting calm. Samurais trained relentlessly. They strongly believed you should always be prepared. Research shows that preparation reduces fear, thus promoting calm. Expecting and preparing for the worst is called negative visualization. Visualization, sorry. This prepares you for anything, and when the worst doesn't happen, which is most common, you have a greater feeling of control and therefore combat stress and and anxiety, and you stay calm. Anything that gives you a feeling of control over your situation helps you keep your cool. So what does it do for you? More information, practice, support from others. Whatever gives you the feeling of more control will keep you calm. Even a lucky charm can help. A good luck charm can provide the feeling of control, which can make you perform better. People with lucky charms perform significantly better than the people who had none. Apparently, they've done some research on that. But uh, having a lucky charm will make you a better golfer, (laughs) (laughs) should you care about such things, and improve your cognitive performance because the perception of being benefited by the good luck charm. Um, But Musashi and others make it clear in their writings about being calm. The most important battle is to overcome yourself. Today is the victory over yourself of yesterday. Tomorrow is your victory over lesser men, he wrote. And the quote this week is from this uh, samurai, Miyamoto Musashi. Uh, It comes from his book, The Five Rings. He says, there is nothing outside yourself that can ever enable you to get better, stronger, richer, quicker, or smarter. Everything is within Everything exists. Seek nothing outside yourself. 
So those are some very wise words from some wise people that lived 500 years ago. <laughs> That's pretty but cool. Good, Dave. good stuff. I, yeah. I came across that article. I was like, "Damn, this is good stuff." I was exactly, Dave. I have just one question for you, though, because you because I was I was kind of doing the math because you mentioned 15 something. So basically 800 years ago now, right? Okay. About 2023, right? Uh-huh. So, but my question for you is, do you think a samurai? would chain up and look out the back window. <laughs> Absolutely, because that's being prepared, and that is preparing for anything that comes their way or preparing right. for the worst, right? right? Yeah, 800 years ago, those guys right there, they would have chained up, got rid of their fear, and they would have been prepared. You bet. I mean, it's as, as simple as that. Clearly, and, I can't say the one samurai's name, but he must have been a badass because he lived like 88 years when you gave his dates. I, I'm like, he's 88 yeah, I was years old. The 15 one to 16 or whatever yeah, was yeah. that. Yeah. 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 I tried, I tried and, to you know, do these guys are going into battle all the time, you know. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So he was pretty yeah. good. Yeah. He never lost a battle, that right. guy. Com- That's com- what they said. Lead, he never lost. Yeah, yeah. lives uh, leads to a long life. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I did look up that term I was looking for, and it's called platooning. Platooning. Uh, platooning. Yeah, where the first truck is electronically coupled to two or more behind them. Yep. And what it allows is closer following distances because the lead truck is running the controls for the rest of the truck. So when he breaks, you don't have to wait for the second truck to break and the third. They're all braking at the same time. They're all accelerating at the same time. What Pl- happens platooning. when the second truck skids on some ice? It can't. <laughs> you sure it can. He might, he might be on a patch of ice, but the first truck isn't. The first truck already drove over it. Right, but he broke. Maybe he braked after he was over the ice, and the second truck happened to be on the ice, and then slides right into the ass of the first truck. Dave, it can't happen. <laughs> <laughs> this is the science of platooning. I think we need drivers in those trucks <laughs> so they can have safe following distances. <laughs> So true. Uh, Would you have her rather have one guy crash five trucks or one guy crash one truck? Uh, Were you looking in your mirrors? Didn't you see where that fourth truck was at? Right? Uh, Yeah. Final thoughts, everyone? Uh, I just, um, you know, talk about emotions and stuff, Super Dave, and, and, you know, your high road hauling there, which is opposite of what I've what um, what I'm about to talk about and and what we went through because at this at this time of year when we get into these last few months it, it makes me from Thanksgiving I, I feel I get more reflective you know mm-hmm. over the whole year on you know what to be thankful for and stuff like that and then I get that way too you know you're coming into the holidays here for Christmas and you know the the religious part all that but it the family the the gift of being together i've always looked at that as a, as a gift uh you know this time of year but one of the things i ran across is is uh seven things here and and some of them are so emotional but peace health family purpose time um learning and and love you know which are all a lot of that's emotional but Peace here is rule number one, protect your peace. I used to become really affected by my surroundings. If my space was negative, I had to work hard not to spiral into a negative mindset. The truth is, life isn't easy, and remaining in our quaint comfort zone doesn't open the window for change. And everything we've talked about 
you know, reflects that statement. Uh, health, so many of us take our health for granted until something life-changing happens. And our health becomes a risk. With good health, anything is possible. Without it, you cannot live life to its fullest. You know, which is just another mindset of what you have to do. Uh, family and, and friendship. Our relationships are our foundation. They are truly the things that make our lives richer and more comp complete. We must prioritize time with friends, family, and loved ones to foster our relationships. Uh, to live with purpose. Purpose is our why. It drives our every action and fuels our passion. It encompasses our work, our relationships, and our approach to living our best lives. Our purpose wraps around everything we do in our lives. To live a fulfilling life, we must have purpose. And I, and I think about you know, going out and you know, hauling out a fair play all year long during the, the year. You have to look at your purpose. You, know, you have to come home to your family every night. You have to think of your health when you're out there putting on your warm clothes, all that kind of stuff. And, and so how, how about time, though? Time is a limited resource. Once it is spent, it is gone forever, forever. We cannot ever get time back, but we can be intentional with our time that we have. And, you know, Dave mentioned Rosario, and maybe he's, a, maybe he's reincarnated from a samurai because he <laughs> kept a calm mind and, you know, chained up and went. But he used his time wisely and perfectly in that, in that situation. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and, and Jam, you kind of mentioned it, like looking out the back window, you know, what does it take? Uh, 10 seconds, let's make it up. But you've used that time so wisely. If you didn't use your time that way and you happen to tip over, you, you've lost. Oh, my gosh. You lost it all. All, all that in time. Yeah. And, then, and then learning here, you guys, life is a gift and it is our responsibility to get the most out of it. It is critical that you always invest in developing your knowledge and skills. And uh, I mentioned that, you know, in the beginning, that's one thing I wanted to work on here is, is my skills and my learning. One day I think I am an expert in an area, and the next day I am faced with a challenge that teaches me otherwise. It is to our benefit to approach challenges as a learning opportunity. And, and Dave, you, Brother Dave, you mentioned, you know, engaging somebody and teaching somebody all these years we've had that opportunity and we've we still have so much to learn so much to teach right so great great pieces there and then the last one here is is love i have always said we were put on earth simply to love love one another love what we do love the earth and love each moment we are blessed to experience love is the most powerful force in the universe a real mark of greatness, and I, and I like this, a real mark of greatness is shown through love, actions of kindness, compassion, helpfulness, and caring. And this is the part. Even if you don't love your life itself, through loving, through loving things or people in your life, you can still find meaning and purpose. Mm. So you don't have to be in love with what you're doing at the moment. But you can still find happiness in the people and can still find meaning in your purpose. Right. I was, I was like, man, that's a little different way to, to look at things. So that's, that's my closing argument today. <laughs> <laughs> I like point number one about peace. There's a quote 
says if it if it costs me my piece, it's too expensive. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah I really like yeah. that. And that your piece comes. I, I don't know. I've been trying to look at it, Jim, with your emotions. Right. And I don't. I don't find a lot of peace because I don't. I don't control my emotions in a lot of areas, huh. and that doesn't. That's not. It's not well for me. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. Yeah, I, I feel you. I'm the same way. Yeah. So we're all we're all looking here at Dave or you, Dave. Dave. Yeah. Or Dave. My, my final thoughts are, you know, the this time of year, you know, we're just tomorrow's December first, and it's uh, it's tough for some people. You know, real tough. Um, they don't enjoy the holidays at all because it maybe brings back bad memories or whatnot, and. And then for other people, it's a great time of year. They have big families. They enjoy celebrating um, and sharing things at Christmas time. But uh, for whatever your, um, you know, your representation of the holidays, um, try to make the best out of it. This is this time of year only is very special. It's only this time of year, and um, for. For your choice, try to make it as joyous and positive as you possibly can. Yeah, and and I don't want to try to. I guess because I wanted my point was it's your choice. So you either become a downer and say I hate it, blah blah blah, or you can say hey, you know what? I enjoy the snow and the holiday lights or whatever. You know, think about the best things. Yeah, and it, and it's so Dave, you're. You know, just to talk about that statement, which is the same thing I'm talking about, it is still based on your emotion. You know, when you talk about it's a sad it time is. for somebody that you've lost, you know, what if what if you just celebrated that person's life, whether whether you lost them five years ago or, or you know, 10 days ago, mm-hmm. celebrate that. But that that's a choice, whether to be sad or happy, that you can you still have the memories of that person to celebrate them being here, you know, and and, and again, I, that's that's philosophy. That's a choice. That's difficult, mm-hmm. you know. We 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 all all of us here are facing things in our lives, and it's it's how we how no matter how it's just how we look at it. That's what it boils down to. And man, is that a tough, especially when we make it as simple as high road hauling or low road hauling, because <laughs> that that's all you're doing. Yep, stay on the high road or the low road. You know, I don't talk about it much, but my mom died on December 21st, and we buried her on December 24th, Oof, and shit. that was tough, you yeah. know, but it doesn't define my Christmas. Yeah, you, you know, when you when you did that, Dave, it's like, oh, Dave's on Christmas vacation, you know, <laughs> but, he, but he's burying his mom, you know, yeah. you, you know what I mean? And that's where you, you yeah, it's... But you don't let it define your Christmas, and no. you can't. And that happens to everybody. Death is, death is part of part of life. Yeah, yeah. you just you death know. is part of life. Yeah, there's no schedule to that, is there? Uh, yeah, and I think there's, I think there's a loss of life to me that's it's just too young. I wish more for anybody to live a little longer. But yeah, the the tragic, unexpected ones are the tough ones. You know what I mean? So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, my final thoughts are just to continuing to look forward. And I guess what I mean by that is doing the best you can, being the best you can, you know, in your job, in your personal life, in your relationships, just all of those things, just, you know, like we talk about to be better, better on all levels, I guess. 
Sure. You know, I, I know we talk about it so much at work. I mean, so much of this podcast is about being better, you know, better post trips, better pre trips, better, you know, at cleaning your cab out, uh, using your tools you've been given, things like that. So, yeah, I'm going to stick with that. And those are my closing thoughts. Like it. Let's wrap up with the creed and move on to the next thing. Yeah, I just, if you don't mind, jam the listen to everybody and think about that i think i concentrate so much anymore on the what if Mm. you know which which drives me to try to take my emotions out the things that dave just said it's it's the what if you know not having my chains with me not having warm coat with me right you know whatever not looking out the back window you know not you know not having my family around with me you know for the holidays it's the what if that I look at so much that hopefully directs my actions now. Right. And I don't know if that's, that's for other people, but for me, it, it's, it's you calculated. Know, it's, yeah. And then, and, and then sometimes it's just the, what if is just a fear. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a maturity thing. The more mature and experienced you get, the more you think about the, uh, what's going to happen. Sure. You know? Sure. I, oh, I, wait a minute. Don't do that. The more you care about the results. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, 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 you're so right, Dave. You look at those, you know, like I like to watch the motorcycle videos of those people doing the flips and all that kind of stuff. And basically, it, not to get, not to do a gender thing, but where they get the, the balls or the guts to do those things. Right. But they're not, they cannot look at the what if. Right. You know, that, know. that cannot, I mean, they're doing amazing things. You know, and that's that's so fantastic to make that break and be able to put everything on the line. You know, and when, and when we do that here, we put other people's lives at risk. Right. It's not just me on that motorcycle and, okay, I wreck on the ramp. We, we leave here and you're, you know, making this one up because it's, it's not part of it. But your brakes aren't adjusted. You're putting everybody at risk. Right. You know, your tailgate's not closed. <clears throat> you, you put that person's windshield at risk. Uh, you know, three, $400 that maybe it's a person that's, I don't know, making shit up, fighting cancer and can't afford a $300 windshield. Right. It's, it's Jim, maybe it's that person that's not a samurai behind the wheel, and when you broke their windshield, they freaked out. Killed themselves. And, you know, reacted and jerked the wheel and drove off the road. Yeah, because it's, it's a loud-ass noise. Oh, my is gosh. It, is you it know, not, I, right? I know a lot of people think that's a crazy scenario, but it's happened. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's the – we we can't be a daredevil because it's not just us. We have to – all of us have to think of everybody else out on that road. Yeah, and in life. You know, I didn't have yeah. a final thought, and I've, if I've – if I've mentioned this quote before by Andy Stanley, well, you just need to hear it again. But he says, um, based on my past experiences, my current circumstances, and my hopes and dreams for the future is a decision I'm making wise. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and if you stop and you ask yourself about that when you worry about the what ifs or, you know, just just driving, you know, I'm not going to do that because based on my past experiences, my current circumstances, and my hopes and dreams for the future, yeah. that's a bad idea. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to slow down. Yeah. So. Yeah. And even, even if you repeat that again, Jam is I get better by repetition. I don't know anything you don't do that you don't get better with repetition. I need to hear shit over and over again. Right. So, yeah. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me again. Hopefully, hopefully I'll learn it this time. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. All right. Here we go. Together we face, face and overcome all that stands, stands before us. Together we are accident-free. Together we joyfully create honest value for those we serve. Together we celebrate our differences and respect those with whom we work. Together we are accountable for our words and our actions. And together we are the JFW family. Ha! We almost forgot we have a hundred dollars to give away. Oh, good yeah. catch! Yeah, way, way to go, Jim. Glad you remembered. <laughs> uh, so the the winning numbers, last of the driver's license, right? The yep. Last four numbers of the driver's license. Yep. One seven four three. Somebody could be winning an extra hundred, or we donated to the Christmas party. Donated yep. to the Christmas party, right? Yeah. So anyway. Thanks, Jam, for remembering. Yeah. There you go. Happy week, everybody. everybody. All right. Well done. Thanks, everybody. Have a good week.